Hello everyone and welcome to the Running Minds podcast. Today I'm joined by Lily Taylor, um, a professional squash player, for episode five of Honest Conversations. Lily is a good friend of mine and a phenomenal athlete. She's experienced a lot of success at junior level, representing England many times, and she was ranked top England junior under 19 player. Lily continued her success into her time at the University of West of England, from which she graduated with a degree in business and accounting last year. During university, Lily ticked off many goals after select, being selected for the World University Championships in September 2018. Not only did she become the World University Championships women's single winner, she also helped the England team to the World University Championships team win. A few months later, she became the British University squash champion, beating the number 62 in the world rankings in the final. In her final semester of university, she travelled to Chicago to compete at the World Championships, which she gained valuable experience from. Following her graduation in the summer of 2019, Lily began her PSA, or Professional Squash Association, World Tour in October 2019. She got off to a great start with her first PSA title win in Norway that November. Earlier this year, she reached her highest world ranking of 75th in the world, which is crazy. <laughs> Unfortunately, her season was cut short due to the pandemic, but she's still training every day and working very hard. So, Lily, um, how are you? How have you coped during lockdown? Um, how's life? Thanks for having me, firstly. Um, it's weird you listening to my achievements. Like, I don't really think about them until like somebody like, puts them in front of me. Um, how's lockdown been? Uh, up and down, up and down for sure. I mean, I guess a lot of people have struggled with it. It's an uh, unusual situation that not yeah we haven't experienced in our lifetime and it's yeah been been tough but um i'm glad to be out of it now that's for sure that's for sure yes definitely struggle at the beginning the and how was like getting um access to squash courts and playing and training like that must have been quite difficult yeah so straight away uh, didn't have any access to squash courts. Um, obviously, everything's shut and gym's shut. So, yeah, that's difficult. Obviously, can't play. Um, and I just came back from a few tournaments and <laughs> wanted to keep that momentum going. Um, so, yeah, that was frustrating. But, you know, you had to kind of, like, make the most of it. And um, I tried to train as much as I could uh, every day. Um, doing running, a lot of circuits. I mean... The amount of burpees I've done over lockdown is, is ridiculous. But um, I just tried to do what I could. And luckily I had help from England Squash. They gave me a, uh, a program I could follow. Um, so I managed to do, try and mix it up as much as I could um, and keep those squash movements in there. But obviously it's difficult in the situation. But I just kind of tried to twist my head on it and just use it as an opportunity to get fitter. Um, I've always felt like I'm not as fit as the other girls on tour um and this was a great time that i could really focus on that and get get maybe uh catch up a bit on on them in that area so yeah as a lot of people didn't know what to do with their days i guess i had some kind of focus i had something i could uh just try and look at um and it was tough some days you know doing the same training every day day in day out um trying to mix it up 
Uh, but I guess I just had to try and take the pressure off myself a bit and just say, you know what, it's an unusual situation. If today I'm not feeling like training twice, you know, let's just take, take it easy. And um, yeah, that was kind of the way I got through it um, and trying to do different things if I could, you know. But yeah, so that was mainly my experience with lockdown, but yeah. Yeah, I think listen to your body, like, so yeah. and doing those doing those burpees getting them done they never get easier no matter how fit never get easier um like this year must have been like a big change and I think with a lot of individual athletes you a lot of people I've seen have, have actually like kind of benefited from being able to just focus on the sport not having these distractions and having that time to build up like I know a lot of team sports not being able to train with people has been difficult and again with some individual athletes it might not have been beneficial but I think from people I've talked to they're like oh well there's no distractions now I've actually been able to like focus on my weaknesses or not always have to rush to get back to fitness like peak fitness for a competition. I think for me as well like uh Personally, uh, I've been training my whole life pretty much on my own. I've had to do gym sessions, organize my own training by myself. So I didn't find suddenly having to train on my own in lockdown that difficult. But I knew a lot of my friends on tour, people who kind of have coaches and things set up for them and training sessions set up for them all the time. They suddenly didn't know what to do. Lockdown suddenly comes on them. They have no idea what to do with their days, how to structure something and get that motivation from within themselves so for luckily for me I have experienced that before so I did think that was kind of an advantage but um I did find difficult suddenly having to train change my training methods um I was very cautious of getting injuries because as squash training you can uh, do a lot of cross training there are a lot of different exercises and kind of fitness um stuff you can do to get fit as squash and I feel like in lockdown the main things you could do is like running biking or kind of circuits or bodyweight stuff um and my body's really not used to doing that much of it I would probably do like one circuit a week but not as heavy so I had to really ease into it and um I'd say from the first week of lockdown compared to the last my circuits were a lot different um but I definitely improved on that which for sure but the train change in training was like very different and now that I'm coming back onto court I'm having to adapt again so I say like a main skill like I've learned through lockdown was being adaptable uh to that change and trying not to get as frustrated (laughs) as I kind of was but yeah I feel like the most adaptable athletes probably are the most successful definitely and I think the um circuits training helps like so many different kinds of sports as well because I know we've like gone to the gym together and trained together which has been really fun which is weird because like running and squash can be so different but you can do a lot of similar like bodyweight exercises and you've led some great circuits over zoom which would be i'm like yo she's a boss at circuits <laughs> really knows like technique on point always energetic even if you're in a session early in the day you're like oh no i'm going to take it easy oh wait no i'm going to do the full session being an athlete i think even i was just like i'll take it easy i can't not take it easy i always try to push it it's just in my nature but yeah, I really enjoyed doing those circuits. Um, They're motivating, and my, I think my friends loved them, which is really good. And um, yeah, I definitely got better at them by the end. But at the start, I wasn't, I wasn't so great. So I think I 
improved on them for sure. But yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed them. <laughs> yeah, I think it helps like holding like you accountable, like having like just people present, like even though they're not yeah. in the same room, but like it's better than like doing it alone all the time, like having someone over you can, like over the phone that you can talk to about it and like be in pain yeah. together. <laughs> Yeah, and you, it, like you take it for granted when oh, you take it for granted so much training with others. Um, it can be so motivating, and I, I did a few um, Zoom circuits with an ex-professional, um, and hers hers were really good quality. And I really enjoyed just turning up and not really having to think about it, and just she'll just take it, and by the end you'll just work really hard, and you wouldn't have really thought about it, which was quite nice during lockdown to have that kind of mental relief and not have to think about every little thing I'm doing so I was like oh I'm sure my friends would love that just to turn up and not think about it and just go through the motions so and just enjoy the exercise for what it is so I yeah I think it was yeah it really helped having those kind of uh training methods at least twice a week you know during lockdown mm -hmm. yeah I know you've always um been very like diligent and on it with your training um when about did you start like getting into exercise and like sports in general and then what made you like take a career like a path towards squash because like I know it's not very common sport like at our school and hardly anyone knew what it was I'm not gonna lie when you first told me I was like well I, I know what the sport is but I don't know a lot about it and like I think becoming friends with you like made me look into it more and be and just never understanding like why it doesn't have the publicity or like the hype around yeah. it some other sports do yeah definitely a minority sport um it hasn't had that much media attention and people aren't aware of it um unfortunately because i think it's probably the best sport out there um people don't know that a lot of people don't know what it is obviously um yeah so it's it's definitely different, but uh, the way I got into it is because my dad played, so it was kind of, uh, you know, on the cards for me. Uh, he was professional, um, he ran a squash club uh, when he was younger, and me and my sister pretty much grew up at the squash club. We'd be there every day from when we were little, um, yeah, just constantly hitting balls, all sorts, um, so I've been very active since I was younger, I played tennis, um, did judo, I think, basketball, like all the ran as well. Yeah, I ran against you once. That was, <laughs> that was, that was that again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was very active as a child, and I think that's mainly because my dad was a professional athlete. So my mum and dad have always been very sporty. So got me into squash at a young age, and I did get to a point with it where I had to choose between squash and tennis. Um, they, those were like my two sports and it was a pretty easy decision for me. I, I did not enjoy tennis at all, which is funny now because I absolutely love tennis. But at the time I despised it. I just didn't find enjoyment in it compared to squash. Um, but yeah, so me and my sister played uh, from about six years old um, at the squash club that my dad owned um where I was a coach as well and yeah that's kind of just how we grew up into the sport and um very grateful because you know it's kind of my life it's kind of changed my life and my dad never pushed me into it ever he was always like it's your decision whatever you want to do which is great so I kind of 
fell in love with the game. Um, and yeah, I've not stopped playing since. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love how, like, it's a whole little family of, um, of just athletes, pretty much. Like, your dad being a very successful athlete and training with your sister, Mary, and, like, that must... How was it having, like, first your dad as a coach and... You know, like your sister's your training partner pretty much you got a whole team set up within your house so you don't even need to leave your house really because like you can have a squash court in your back garden that you'd be easy yeah. oh i was so lucky like throughout juniors um them two got me through it really uh i wouldn't say it was easy uh it's not you know it's not smooth sailing having your dad as your coach that's for sure um a lot of arguments a lot of conflict because <laughs> i wasn't afraid I wasn't afraid to shout back so it, it was you know it was tough but um he taught me everything I know and you know he's maybe the player I am today so I can't I can't fall for that he's you know I'm incredibly grateful and as much as there's conflict and stuff he's yeah he's supported me every step of the way no matter how many arguments um he's been there through everything so I'm yeah extremely lucky to have him um and as regards to my sister she's been the best training partner I could ask for um through juniors it was always so easy I could just be like marriage will play tomorrow straight away got hit organized which was so easy we could train together I always had somebody there pushing me um we did argue a lot when we were younger I did not like it when she beat me it was not fun um so we, it was very competitive and there were a lot of times it just ended in tears but I, I think having that environment and people constantly knowing what you're going through and especially my dad um, just supporting you the whole time it, you know I can't I can't think of anything better really um, I really notice now that my sister isn't playing how much uh, she helped me um, I in fact I never realized how much she helped me and I'm finding it actually really difficult at the moment not having her playing or you know training with me she used to be like there constantly with me uh we'd give each other fitness sessions all sorts and now i'm really missing that person in my life so it's it's difficult to go from you know that knowing that throughout my junior career to like not having that at all so yeah it's been strange having like a you know a squash family i mean mum gets annoyed at that a bit sometimes <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah it's been it's strange we're just a yeah, very squash oriented household yeah I definitely think um it can either go two ways like you've got your parents can be so so involved and like sometimes coaches or your parents can it can really drive people to like I don't know bad place and they don't just don't love the sport anymore but I'm so glad like it's worked out well for you and you see like um athletes families like the Inga Brixons and running like they're just killing the game and like they've like what you said like you don't have to worry about a training partner like Mary was always there and like you'd always train with her and I bet that's a big transition not having her there anymore and it's interesting like hearing about the team behind the athlete and like the your family support um do you think how different do you think it would be if your family weren't involved with squash do you think it you would have still got involved in the sport if it'd been different you mean if my dad didn't play yeah 
I don't think so, no. I don't think I would have got involved at all. I think it all stems from what, you know, what he did and where he's come from. Um, I don't think, yeah, because as you say, squash is a minority sport. I, it's very rare that somebody plays squash uh, just by chancing it and happening to play or go down to their local club. A lot of the time, their parents have played. Um, most of my friends on tour got, like, uh, learned the sport like through their parents so it is rare if that does happen um, I don't think if I did find the sport without my parents I don't think it would have been the same because my dad has a lot of connections within the sport he was highly respected um, so a lot of people know my name because of his um, so it's definitely different and I don't think I'd be the player I am today without him that's for sure um, so yeah it would have been very different yeah, it's um, sometimes you have to take a moment. I think a lot of people reflect, might have had more time to reflect on things during this year. But um, I've definitely thought more about like, oh, if my parents like weren't supportive with running or any of the sports I wanted to do when I was younger, like how different it would have been. And I'm just like, amount of hours they spent driving me, probably the same with you, driving me to training, driving me to races. And I'm like, wow. That's that's just crazy. I'm like, what if I like my kids in the future? Like, oh, we'll see about that. But um, like, I've got to commit if they want to play a sport. Like, that's going to be a lot. Of, that's all my weekends gone. You know, I, and the amount of money that they must have spent to avoid. I, I mean, I can't. You don't think about it when you're that age. You just you're just going you're like, oh, when's the next tournament? When's the next? Like, you're just going along with it. But the amount they've sacrificed for you don't even realize um and i'm so grateful and i'm now i'm so grateful i get the opportunity to be able to pursue it professionally and see what i can make of it and hopefully get back to them but we'll see yeah i definitely think um it's good having them as like um your support network and them supporting your um like your path in it and i think no matter how it goes, which I'm sure it will go well, like they will always be there for you, knowing them, um, and which is really nice. How's, um, how have they helped you with um, like your, like your sport and have you ever experienced like any low points during it? And like, and how is your like kind of mental health relationship with um, squash? developed and like has it changed over time uh, well that's a big question um well my mom and dad have been there through every high and low with me um so they've experienced it all just as much as me um in terms of mental health with squash it is changed loads over the years um through juniors i think it was my full focus um didn't really think about anything else. Um, it was just squash, squash, squash. Even when I was at school, just squash all the time. Um, and when I hit 18, um, I got a really bad injury. Um, and it kind of took some, like gave me some perspective. Um, and I did get quite low because I wasn't uh, away from the sport for that long. And I kind of, lost that felt like I lost a lot of time and during that time I felt like I was ready to win everything in juniors it was really tough um so yeah I was 18 um 
it was my year and my chance to like win everything in juniors really um national championships and world championships well not win it but get selected um and I just got hit with this big injury and that was really tough to take especially when it was everything it was, it was all I was going to do I was going to go professional I was so set on it um and I had to really uh take a step back from the sport and have a look at, at it through different eyes um and it was very tough time for me and my mum and dad were there for me um luckily I had them as a support um but I I think because growing up squash had been every like everything to me and it was my only focus um I had to like look at the world in a different way I guess and um experience life differently and that's kind of why I went to university and just kind of put myself out of my comfort zone and experience other things um I've always been one to put so much pressure on myself and I feel that year it just got too much and um, I think I really had to reflect a lot and um, see see why I was feeling that way um, especially because it's juniors and when you're in that moment and you're young it's, it's everything you think it's the end of the world if you lose a match blah, blah, blah. so um, to really gain that perspective has been good for me and having my mum and dad there through that period of my life was you know essential and I couldn't have been where I am today without them definitely so I'm so yeah lucky that they've been there through all the lows and everything um getting me through it yeah I think um what you're saying that time like when you're junior level you you do really think like well like if I don't win this competition or if I don't win this match or I don't win this race like that's it you know like and I, I remember um getting closer to you in like seven, when we were like 17 18 and you saying like this squash is like my life this is my identity and like you were like I remember you saying no no way am I going to university no way I'm not going I'm going pro this is all any this is the only thing I want to do this is what I want to do and do you wish you'd gone pro then or how do you think like how is your relationship with like university and do you think that helped you? Oh, wow. Um, no, I don't regret going to university. That was the best decision I could have made. I was not ready to go professional at that time in my life. Um, I was not mentally ready at all. Uh, and I wasn't physically ready. My body was still recovering from an injury. Um, and I don't think I would have coped. And I think I would have hated the sport um, if I'd gone then so university kind of saved me actually um it was a huge stepping stone for me living on my own kind of developing as a person like finding out who I am without my parents around um and it was huge yeah I don't regret it at all every experience from going to uni was really good for me so yeah that was that was huge mm -hmm. I think a lot of people who go to university can also agree that like finding your identity outside of sport is so important and like you still need to find that balance between having fun and like working on your school and your studies but also and and your training and your sport but that not being everything be all end all. yes be all end all, yeah um because i know like a lot of younger athletes who had like a, who saw a lot of success and were like 
in lots of different sports and we're just consumed by it and it's hard when you have like that pressure and you want to succeed at the best possible level um but i think from what you were saying what you've said as well is that um you needed that like longevity with training and getting stronger and building up um post injury so that you were able to compete with like the best in the world how what apart from your um obviously your amazing support from your family is there anything else that helped you get through your injury or that like feeling of like defeat at that time um that's interesting wow um apart from my family um i i say i guess i found some strength within myself um to kind of push push out of it and just you know believe in myself and i think um doing little things every day um slowly that were kind of away from squash different things seeing friends stuff that i wouldn't get to do you know throughout juniors i sacrificed a lot of my social life so i think um i definitely became a lot more social i got a job for the first time i just started um you know seeing other parts of life during that time i guess and uh i think that just just helped me mentally a lot um just doing little things every day and then slowly slowly getting some confidence and belief that i could go back on court and get over my injury and all that kind of thing um and what's interesting actually at that time i'd been seeing a lot of physios a lot of physios um but the one the thing that made me overcome my injury was myself i found yoga myself um and that that changed it for me completely and cured me so it's interesting that i was the one who managed to like get rid of my disastrous injury but that is the way it went and i guess i can use that to you know know that i've got enough mental strength to get through something like that so yeah it, it, it's tough when when something is your whole identity and you're quite young as well um thinking that's who you are and just losing it um it was yeah it was tough for me but um i'm so happy i got through it because it's just it's made me a different person it's and it's changed me for the better so yes i definitely think you're so much stronger in so many different parts of your life from that and i know obviously no one wants to get injured and no one wants everyone wants a perfect and ideal career but those setbacks really help you spring forward i think anyone's career or like autobiography that you might read of professional athletes a lot of their really big great achievements if you look back like maybe six months or a year before is a big issue or yeah. a disaster or an injury or something in their life that's made them like yes i'm motivated i'm gonna get back and you know, sometimes you you need that in sport you need the bad times to appreciate the good times you either win or you learn as the saying goes I, so. yes couldn't agree more um you talked about making sacrifices even as a junior not even before you even became went pro but with social like with socializing do you think that at university like being able to socialize and like go out with your friends you know get a few drinks like enjoy yourself do you think having that balance helped you I, it was huge actually i mean i felt 
my first year of uni, I went a bit crazy, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I did, I let loose I had a blast, I had a great time. But I do think I needed it. I think I needed this just kind of, to get rid of this kind of weight off my shoulders and just have a good time, socialise once in my life. I, the amount of weekends and parties I couldn't go to because of this sport and stuff, you know, it it was going to take its toll at some point and to, to be able to, you know, just suddenly have some fun um, was so important for me. So, yeah, and then after that, once I got that out of my system, I started to realise what do I actually want to do? I started really thinking about squash again and how I take it seriously and all this kind of stuff. And, yeah, throughout uni, I did realise it's really what I want to do. Like, it's, it's still my passion. I mean, through all of that, it's still absolutely me. Um, but I've got a balance with it now. I know... Uh, how to handle handle it a bit more um, where to have fun where to take it more seriously um, and yeah university definitely helped with that for sure I think um, when we were 18 or I remember bonding over this at school like in our science class because I think uh, our school no one really like or college like no one really understood like oh come on Helena go out like you're 18 you can drink now like why I was like well you know got a race this weekend or got a train and I was like but drink I'm like mm, probably not the best idea and like yes went out a few times but it's hard making those sacrifices when everyone else bar probably like us us two and maybe a few of us at our age in that year that yeah. had those restrictions yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, the. I mean, I was called boring quite a lot. Like, um, <laughs> it's, it's not, not bad. Like, we're not boring. <laughs> boring, but like <laughs> at the time, I was. I just didn't. I don't think I cared though that much. I. I really did. I've had this thing that I wanted to do, and I had a goal, and I wasn't going to go to some party to let it affect that. And I mean, I. I guess. I knew who I was. I guess I, you know, I had strong belief in that was good. Um, but yeah, it, it was tough. It was tough at times. Like you just, you missed out on a lot. Like mm. on Monday, Monday at school, everybody be talking about having the weekend. I could never join in with that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. for me as well, like the fear of missing out definitely has fluctuated a lot over the years. Like sometimes I think it's, it's been like, oh, well, no, I don't, I'm not that bothered. I'm, I don't really care what you got up to at the weekend, though, because I managed to do this with my day, or, like, I managed to do this run, or... But then other times, I would think, why am I doing this again? Why am I getting up early in the morning, every day, running in probably the rain or the mud, in great, not great conditions, or, like, sweating, and I sometimes... Do you ever ask yourself that? Like, why why do I do this every day? There are so many sessions. I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's tough being an athlete. It is tough. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, they just see the highlights. They're like, oh, they get to go to these amazing places and look what they get to do with their time. But the grind day in day out, the, the what you have to do constantly. It, it's a twenty four seven job. Um, it's tough and there are many sessions I'm like I just don't want to do it I just don't want to do it but the feeling when you have done it is you know it is 
worth it. So mm. you've got to keep going, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Has the step up into professional life since graduating last year and has the training up a lot? Has it become a lot more intense or is it kind of what you expected? Um, so it's, it's not what I expected for sure. The tour, um, I've been so looking forward to it this whole time. I was like, oh, I just want to get on tour, I want to get on tour. It's going to be so great. I'm going to do what I love all the time. There has been so many things that have just come up that I did not expect to be dealing with. Um, so firstly, tra with training, um, it's pretty much been the same as what I'd expected. Um, twice, sometimes three, three times a day, um, in and out sessions. What I didn't expect was the amount of traveling I'd have to do for my training. And the organization is very crucial when you're training for squash, especially. You have to organize everything you do in your week. Um, we don't get somebody organizing everything for us. And a main uh, and key thing in squash, you have to train with quality training partners. And um, it's actually quite fortunate I'm a girl that I can train with men, which is good. But um, training with girls is really key um, because they play differently. It's a different style and getting those quality hits in this, you know, there's, there's nothing like it. You, you will improve a lot uh, if you hit with players that are better than you. And because I live in Leicester, there's not really many quality girls around. I've had to travel a lot to get these quality hits and I've had to organize a lot of it myself. So going into like this pro life it's been tough having to navigate it all and you know always be on it like who am I hitting with this day this day this day and um staying on top of it that's been tough um but as t in terms of how hard it is and all of that I knew that going in because I I did a bit of um like a, a block of training like that before I did world unis because I really wanted to be fit for it um so I kind of expected and knew how it was going to go in, in that sense um, but in terms of the tour it was yeah very different i i played i played tournaments on the tour before but not um as a professional so it wasn't my everything i'd had uni i'd had school so there was always this like uh pressure release because oh i'm at uni so it's it's okay if i lose or whatever this time now going to a tournament is like if i lose uh, I lose money and I can't lose money because I've got to get to the end of the week and it's suddenly this financial pressure and so many other pressures and your mum and dad are on you and it's it, it's tough like suddenly there's this all different kind of pressures going to these tournaments and it's not just oh I'm going to hit a drop shot in the tin it's oh I'm going to lose the match I'll lose money it, it's been a lot to deal with and I've had to really um speak to a sports psychologist about it because it, it, it's a tough thing to suddenly have to get your head around um so that's been huge for me trying to get used to that on tour um also what I've what I've loved is meeting people I didn't think I'd get to meet so many amazing people um I've been so many places already this year and I've I've met so many great people on tour, people that just love squash. Um, and that's been really great. I didn't think it was going to be like that. And I'm so, I'm so excited for it to start again. Cause just traveling and meeting people is just what I love. So that, that'll be really exciting, but for sure there's been different pressures to handle. And I think going into my next season, I'm really going to, um, 
think uh, have a different mindset going into it, definitely. I think this first season was tough and everyone says their first season on tour is really tough. But just because mentally you have to kind of deal with different emotions and different um, experiences and suddenly you're, you know, suddenly you're in Hong Kong um, on a backcourt playing in the middle of nowhere with nobody watching and you've got to somehow win this match. And it, it's just so many different uh, things that you've got to get used to. And I'm just, yeah, hopefully with more, more experience and just keep going, um, those things will get a lot easier. So yeah, it's definitely been different for sure, but um, it's been up and down as well. There's been a, there's been a lot of highs this year, like winning my first PSA title. That was kind of like a, okay, you're doing, you're doing the right thing. Like things are going well, but then there've also been some losses where I'm like, why am I doing this? Um, but you know, first year on tour, um, yeah, I've still got a lot to learn. So I've just, I've just got to keep growing and keep working on my game and see where it takes me. Mm -hmm. I love like your answer to that because what I want to do in this podcast is get people to understand, like see different sides of like the athlete and the, di and the professional athlete as especially because a lot of people see the, like what you said, the victories and like doing well and, but there's just all the little day-to-day -day things that you wouldn't think about. Like, like you're managing your schedule, your life and trying to fit that in and, going to like you said the traveling can take a lot out of you and again you, then you've got the positives you meet amazing people and who just have like it's weird because you have just one thing in common like running or squash and you can just have conversations for ages about it and meet people from all walks of life which is an amazing opportunity that sport gives people but then you also have those other times where like the financial pressure must be very like difficult to handle and you mentioned um talking to a sports psychologist has that helped you with your um like mindset and your attitude towards like making like more of a living from sport um oh yeah 100% um he was he was very good he um spoke about how you a lot of athletes separate you know i do this and then this is my life i do i do this on the track or on the court or whatever and then i have my life but he's made me realize it's it's not about that it's about a lifestyle it all comes together how does everything come together how does your mindset come together always um because that's what it's about like uh how is your mindset going to be the same off court as it is on court um and yeah, it's, it's taken a while to get my head around that. And um, it's really helped me with dealing with different pressures and um, trying to stay positive um, and keeping some belief in myself, especially this year. So it, it's crucial. And I'd always recommend seeing a sports psychologist to an athlete who is struggling or going through a tough time. Because um, it's, yeah, it definitely helped me. And it reframes your perspective a lot because they see things that you haven't really even thought about so yeah yeah it's definitely it's one something to think about mm -hmm. yes that's, that's all the reasons why like I kind of want want to get into it myself and and it'll be interesting like again everyone's their own worst critic and it's easy to like help others when it might not be easy to help yourself so I'm hoping as well like as I learn more about it as well as being able to like hopefully 
teach others and help them, I'll be able to improve my own attitude and like what you said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, towards my like my own performances. Um, random question now. So we've been talking about how to get that love for your sport and to make sure you have like a balanced lifestyle. If um, you weren't to do squash and you'd pick, you could imagine yourself maybe doing another sport maybe not at this uh, professional level and having this like your whole life lifestyle based on it but if you could have done a different sport when you were younger or one that you'd like to try what would it be um well i was always, i was gonna say tennis because obviously i i just love racket sports <laughs> i'm quite coordinated and at the moment i have a big love for tennis like i love watching it i'm just obsessed i have a problem um so tennis would be like my number one behind squash I'd say but as another sport I've always liked just keeping fit and active so I think when I'm older I'm going to be doing a lot of running and cycling I I yeah I love cycling I think oh it's just great when you can just ride out for miles and just kind of switch off and um yeah you could just go out for hours and 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 work work hard and afterwards obviously you're exhausted but I've always loved being on a bike, so that's probably you know where I would have gone cycling long distance um, for me. I'd say, if, if not a racket sport, <laughs> but yeah. Yes, I remember at GCC and A Level P, give Lily any kind of racket, and she's just going to be the best by far. <laughs> just something i just i just want to hit something all the time <laughs> um that's what's so funny because cycling is so different from that but i definitely owe it to you i've never told you this but like cycling with you and mary has definitely it's probably what got me into like cycling more and helped me love it and like my first ever time on a road bike was cycling on yours um your old one and yeah, I don't know, I only just realised that when you were talking about it. I was like, yeah, this really, really can help me get into cycling. So that could, that will, we will be those like middle-aged women later on. We just don't run or play squash anymore. It's just like, hey, let's go on a little bike ride. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I just, it's a good uh, way of training for squash. A, bike, uh, a lot of squash players do bike sprints, all sorts of that kind of thing. And I kind of just got into it through as a training method for squash and it just became, you know, a, a hobby. Like now I've got the full gear, I've got like a proper bike and everything. And it's, it's not nice in the winter, I won't lie, but in the <laughs> summer, um, definitely enjoy it and enjoy going for rides with you and, and stuff. So yeah, I've definitely found a love there and it just shows that anyone can pick up any kind of sport and, you know, love it and find something they enjoy. So go play squash. <laughs> 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 that will be the title of this episode go play yeah. <laughs> I mean not right now because it's a pandemic but <laughs> well when it's safe go do it yeah. <laughs> I know how much you love squash and wanting to get people into it more is there anything that you think should change about like the squash community or the squash sport maybe not necessarily on a world stage but specifically like in the UK how to get more people involved and what is needed to get the recognition it deserves 
it's tough because it squash isn't widely exposed it's not something you see on the telly all the time um it's really hard to get that exposure that tv time um i remember when the commonwealth games was on in australia and in glasgow uh squash was the most watched sport by anything and it was on bbc one and it just shows if you get that exposure you get people watching it you know people enjoy it people people actually will like watching it it's just uh difficult getting yeah that exposure as i say so it it's tough and obviously it's such a minority sport so it's it's difficult getting grassroots levels uh people playing um so it's tough it's it's hard for coaches they have to do a lot of work trying to get people involved they have to go into a lot of schools um and get people joining junior mornings all that kind of thing um as i just yeah it's it's tough i just for me, if I was trying to get more people involved, I'd go into schools. That's where I'd aim it. I'd try and, I don't know whether you could get it on the curriculum as like a, as a P sport. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, it, it depends on the, uh, the, the squash club and the coaches, but I know up and down the country, they're trying really hard to get as many people involved as, as possible. Um, it's, it's, it's tough, but, um, it's not a expensive sport. Um, but, it's it's a shame we haven't got more people playing that's that's for sure i think um it would uh, yeah it'd be a lot you know it'd be a lot better and more widely respected if there was a lot more people playing which is unfortunate but what i will say is at the top of the game and the people uh that are professional the level because there aren't that many people playing i wouldn't say the level's any different the level would be top notch and is exactly what it is even with more players um because the, the the ones that are at the top are there for a reason so yeah um when you were talking about schools getting involved there is it's interesting because you could definitely draw a lot of parallels between um running and squash because like again it's it's expensive to build like squash court or the athletics track itself like that again it's usually you're going to find it at private schools or ones that have a lot more money and like a lot of community schools can't afford that but once those facilities are in place or if you use a local one or even like just PE teachers encouraging more people to like have a club there or go to the clubs there is is really important because once you've done that it is relatively cheap to get involved like the similar like you'll need your racket and like with me just need running shoes and a lot of clubs aren't that expensive and like compared to some other sports like when we said cycling like you're going to need a lot more money for that for entering races and for the bike and um it's just getting raising that awareness and making it more accessible to younger people only thing is I don't think it takes that much uh, to, to get a little kid involved my dad always has always said like give me 30 kids I'll find five that will be world-class it's just it, it, it doesn't it doesn't take much I, I think I saw Dean Asher Smith she just tagged along to some you know after-school athletics thing with her friend and she was like oh I'm quite good at this and if she hadn't tagged along, you know, she wouldn't have been like a world champion or whatever. So it's, it is mad. Like, it, it's just by chance. And I just think the more exposure you can get, um, especially through schools, is, is 
is the way forward really i mean i when i was playing when i was younger i tried to get us all, i tried to get all my friends playing like i tried <laughs> tried and, and and they did enjoy it it was like as juniors um so i mean at least they know what squash is but <laughs> it's <laughs> It's definitely something I'm going to be doing after my pro career, trying to get people to play, for sure. Um, I just feel like I've got to, I owe the sport that and I've got to give something back to it for what it's given me. So. In the UK, especially, I think in certain sports, it is like lacking in the school level with that exposure compared to like talking to a lot of my friends who got involved in lots of different sports in America, like they have the high school system, like which would be like our college is very much like, oh, you're it's similar to the identity that we talked about before is like, oh, I'm on this club or I'm in this club or like I'm on the running team or like I play basketball and it, you represent your school more. Whereas like with both of us, like we wouldn't like barely representing my school it'd be more club like and I do think the club systems for a lot of sports in the UK is great there's a lot of volunteers and a lot of different clubs and but with schools like they do value sports as, to some extent but it's not like you're not really going to represent your school and there's not really that team atmosphere like for example like our year group was maybe like 500 people 400 500 and like me it was maybe two or three other runners which is very little and you the only squash player so it's kind of like if they had that more like integrated school system which again is hard because employing those teachers to be able to run those clubs is a lot of um commitment but it's interesting you yeah. say that i do feel like the uk lacks that uh good piece like you know they have pe but i don't think it uh, the amount of girls that try to get to get out of PE every week. I mean, mm. people weren't doing it, people didn't want to do it, and it, it does show there's something a bit wrong with the way they're doing it. And obviously, America's very successful in getting people to play sport. So, I, I mean, it's something to think about, definitely. Something yeah. to question. Because yeah. the whole club system as well is often will be further away, might be further away from home. So that will rely a lot more on the support from your family. Whereas like if you're already going to school and if like the club is free, say, then you would just stay after school. So it's more likely you'd get, you'd be able to target a lot bigger population. Um, it's weird that like, I remember us two, we'd be like, oh, we love PE. Everyone's like, oh, I hate it. Like, why do you have to do it? I'm like, guys, you don't have to sit in a classroom. Why would you not be excited about this? <laughs> oh yeah poor families uh can afford it as well that's that's another issue um a lot of families can't afford to take their kids to after school clubs all that kind of stuff or have the time to so we were actually in a very fortunate position that our family were able to do that for us um, but it, it does unfortunately depend on that a lot um when, when you're younger yeah it depends on that mm -hmm with your um, transition into from junior level in schools to um, all the way up until recently in like professional level um, is there a like standout game or maybe like it's tied to a place that you really love or you were like oh I wish I could go and play there again oh okay uh, like a place yeah like a country oh wow um 
a, re a really good experience I had was uh, at a World Juniors. I went to Namibia, which was uh, the country above South Africa. Very eye-opening, especially at, at 17. I, yeah, I've never been to Africa before and experiencing a completely different culture was, you know, yeah, amazing. And um, I can't believe I got the opportunity to go somewhere like that and experience a different way of life. And that's, and I also with some of my best friends. So that was a huge, that was a huge memorable moment for me. Um, also representing England, but yeah, ma like being able to go to somewhere like that was, was huge for me. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I think as well, teaching younger kids that this is where sport can take you to like, and can help you travel the world and see so many just cool sights and playing cool places is another um, maybe way of getting people more involved in it and getting like that excitement about it. The opportunity, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we've talked a lot about junior level in the past, um, but now to maybe to end this podcast, I want to talk about the your like your future goals and how you see maybe the next year panning out. I know there's a lot of uncertainty about where the competition will take place, but if um, competitions do go to plan, how do you see or how do you hope to see that pan out? Um, so in the next year or so, if things you know go back to normal, my like short-term goal in the next couple of years is to be top 50 in the world which uh would be huge for me because then i get into the major world series tournaments um and that'll give me a lot more opportunity so that is definitely i'd say a realistic goal of mine to uh keep working towards um i know i can i know i can get there and that'll be huge for me if i manage to get into the top tournaments um that will open a lot more doors um so that is that's that's a big definitely a goal i'm looking for at the moment did you say what was my future goal yeah um but then long term um well i've always wanted to be obviously world champion like all of that kind of stuff like i was like, oh blah, 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 blah. um but i i really like to be realistic in my goals and over the years i've learned to not put so much pressure on myself because it just gets me in bad places <laughs> it, it it my head just kind of goes all over the place but um so I'd, when people ask me like, what my goals are I want to come out of uh, my squash career saying that I did absolutely everything I could with no regrets and I I was the best squash player that I could possibly be. Um, and no matter where that takes me, at least I can go, you know what, I did it and look what I did there and then I can look back, back on it happy. Um, so that that's a huge thing for me. Um, a lot of people say oh, I want to be this, this, this. I just think as long as I'm happy with what I've done, I can't complain. Um, obviously, I'd love to be top 10. I'd love to, to say that I'm top 10 in the world or something. That that would be amazing for me. Um, so that's a, that's, that is a, another thing. But at the end of the day, if I can walk away from the sport and say, you know what, I just gave my absolute all, that is, that's the main thing for me, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really healthy goal to have to have those like kind of performance goals and like things that you want to tick off at the end of the day like as long as you know you've 
done everything you can then you will be happy with um how it's going um to end this podcast i'd like to know what and if you have like maybe a meaningful piece of advice someone has given to you in the past or something you've heard recently that's really stuck with you it could be sport related not sport related about the current situation or something that you've heard that you're like yes i really like that stuck with me okay um one thing i'd say that's really stuck with me um through the years it's obviously something from my dad it's just been ingrained like for all the coaching everything um he's always said just turn up just just turn up um don't think about it just turn up for whatever it is a training session anything could be anything in life just just turn up and see what happens i mean everyone could be nervous or anxious for something but if you if you turn up and say that you gave it a go you can see what what comes of it um so to me that's always been a piece of advice whenever i've been nervous scared or anything or worried about something just say just turn up <laughs> just turn up and you know it might not be as bad as you think so that's always been a very practical way of looking at things that kind of my dad's taught me throughout the years i love that it makes me think of um something i've read recently about just like you like you don't know until you try that kind of stuff and you just gotta like you, you are if you don't if you never start you will fail because you've never given it a go so you're failing before it's even started so you've got to like at least try and you've got to turn up and um some days where you just you're not motivated you don't want you don't want to get up early or you don't want to go for another session but just forcing yourself to just get on with it and do it and confront that and go out of your comfort zone and then sometimes it might not go well but a lot of the times it might and just pushing through that those barriers is really important and your dad sounds like he's um, a wise owl a very <laughs> has a lot of wisdom <laughs> sometimes he's not so wise <laughs> but he's yeah, he's taught, he's taught me a lot for sure. He's yeah, got some wisdom in him. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I really enjoyed it. And hopefully the listeners can get to know Squash a bit better and understand the athlete and the person person behind the athlete. So yes, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's been really good. Yeah, thank much. you. <laughs>